0: Alright you guys, let's talk about, um, let's get more specific with what Jesus actually taught about prayer. What, you, what you'll find in the Bible is that prayer is on nearly every page. Right, just go back in the Old Testament and just take a quick run through the Psalms. Like, oh, here's, here's, a, here's a fun thing. So get a, get a highlighter and go into your like analog copy of the Bible and go to the front of Psalms in the middle and then just hunt down any phrase that has anything to do with prayer. And what you're gonna find is in almost every single one of those Psalms, like so many of those Psalms have something that goes like this. Hear my prayer, O God. To you, O Lord, I cry. You heard my voice and my pleas for mercy. You're going to see that in so many places. The Psalms give us kind of a real life example of how we legitimately interface and talk. It gives us a, an okay look at what language to use with God. And it's a really great set of instructions there in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, the disciples actually, they were like really bold, they came up to Jesus and they were like, hey will you please teach us to pray, we really would love to know how to do it. I think it's interesting too, that Jesus didn't, he waited for them to be hungry and curious enough to come and ask, well, hey will you please teach us about this. You'd think he would just like come right out and teach them, but what's was clear is he was modeling for them how to pray. Mark 1:35 says, early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus went and departed. He went out to lonely, desolate places, and there he prayed. So think about him. This is the morning. He's, before the sun is up, he's going out to some beautiful place around the Sea of Galilee, and he's getting on his knees and interfacing with God and enjoying his friendship with him. He's in this exchange with God on a daily basis. The disciples saw this, and they were like, that is crazy. That is powerful. There's something spectacular about what's happening when you just pray. Would you please teach us how to do it? So, in, in Matthew chapter six, what you find here is the Lord's Prayer. You also see this in Luke chapter 11. Matthew six, Luke 11, go check those out and just see what Jesus tells his disciples inside of those because those are two really critical passages. So let's look at Matthew chapter six. He says, when you pray, pray like this, and then here comes the Lord's Prayer. Now, if you've ever been on a sports team, you know that this is what you pray in the locker room beforehand, it is our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then later on in, in verses was added, and this is also a biblical phrase, for thine is the kingdom and power and glory forever. Amen. You know, they, they take a page from 1 Chronicles 29, uh, the, David's prayer, which says, yours is the victory, the Lord, the greatness, the majesty, all that. Check out 1 Chronicles 29, and you'll see David's prayer, which is dynomite. I'm telling you, it is incredible. Anyway, back to the Lord's prayer. Jesus gives this very simple childlike step-by-step, here's how you pray. Now while it is really important, I probably pray the Lord's Prayer at some point every single day. You don't have to use those exact words, but they give us a formula, sort of a format, to know how we approach God. So I want to give you this, this is Pete Gregg, G-R-E-I-G, Pete Gregg's book How to Pray outlines this, this prayer, the Lord's Prayer, really well. I would highly commend to you that book as a place to start when you're thinking about prayer. How to Pray by Pete Gregg. So I'm gonna walk you through it. P-R-A-Y is the acrostic that he uses. He begins with P for pause. Pause is the, is the way you begin. Our Father who art in heaven, when you think about our Father, the way that you start right there is a moment of an exhale, it's a breath. It is a, there's a moment of relief. Our Father, my Abba Father, he's, the, he's my safe place. He's the place where I am secure. And for a lot of you, if you didn't have a safe dad, or if you didn't have a dad at all, this can be a really tricky thing. For me, when I was 19, it was the voice that I heard was the voice of a Abba Father who I could trust and who became the God who would tell me over and over again, I love you, I'm proud of you, I'm with you. And so when I think about the Lord's Prayer and I hear our Father at the top, immediately my soul goes into pause. It goes into rest. It goes into a breath of a waiting in the moment, a a rejection of busyness so I can wait here in the moment with my friend who is God. So pause is the first. Rejoice is second. Abba Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed is, is this, you know, when you think about Halloween, holy is, a, is, a, is another word for it. So if you, if you were to translate it this way, our Father who is in heaven, make your name holy in every place on earth. Hallowed be your name. Like is, is the demand of, of our hearts to see God's glory everywhere. Lord, let your name be holy everywhere. Start here and just work your way out. Make your name holy in every space. This is the rejoicing, the moment of worship to acknowledge that God is God. We are not, and we are totally safe with him as he is exalted. When I put God first in my prayer, something in my spirit gets aligned, and there's humility comes in, and I I understand that God's the source. I'm not coming to him immediately with, hey, I have a bunch of needs right here, although he's totally cool with that. And side note, Jesus is the least insecure person you've ever heard of. You can totally just start off a prayer with, help me God, I need you right now. So let's not get it twisted. But when we think about the Lord's Prayer, coming to him as our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. This is an acknowledgement that God is sovereign, that he is in charge, that he is in control. Pause, rejoice, ask is that third one. Give us this day our daily bread. This is a brilliant thought here. A lot of times we feel like we have to confess our sins and get our hearts right before God, before we ask him for things. That's not the order of the Lord's prayer. Our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, our daily bread. Give us, there's no please inside of that. Lord, would you please give us our daily bread? No, it is just like bold toddler level. I want to sucker right now, daddy and i mean it's it's that level of demanding give me my daily bread god is pleased to hear our needs that boldly jesus went to the cross to kick open the door of access for us and we can go with boldness and confidence to ask god for things the cool part about it is give us this day our daily bread comes before forgive us our sins for we as we forgive those who sin against us that's important to remember so you don't get it messed up. Jesus knew we would not be able to think about confessing or either other people until we had got our own needs off our chest and onto God's shoulders and into his ears. Give us this day our daily bread. And side note, this is a really, really cool thought that, that uh, my brother actually shared this with me the other day that when you think about what the Bible describes as bread, bread is used symbolically for lots of different things in the Bible. So when we think about this prayer, yes, it is like, give us our daily needs, our daily food. Like, we need to, we need to have money to keep the lights on and pay rent and all the rest of that stuff. But bread is also used in a bunch of different ways in the Old Testament and in the New to describe other things. Bread Breaking bread was the common way that people reconcile relationships. Think about Jacob and Laban. They had this fractured relationship, but then when they came back together as Jacob is leaving, they eat bread together. Another thing that Joshua and Caleb is there begging the people of Israel, please, like, you know, they've come back from spying out the land, they're like, don't be afraid, the giants in the land, this is what they say. The giants in the land, all these enemies, these fearsome enemies that are more powerful than us, they are bread for us, is what he says. So let's go back to the Lord's prayer now. Give us this day, Our daily food, the things we need. Give us this day our daily reconciliation with people who we have broken relationships with. Give us this day our daily portion of the defeat of our enemies and the spoil from that victory. Give us this day our daily bread. How cool is that? Amazing. I love the Bible. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Why is the yield? Pause, rejoice, ask, yield. Pause, rejoice, ask, yield. So, asking, we know what asking is. Yielding, forgive us our sins, is me coming and confessing my sins to God, and also inside of that, being really legit about keeping a clean heart and evacuating bitterness from my life. God, this person wounded me, this person hurt me, I'm offended at this person. Please, God, give me grace to be able to forgive that person the same way that you forgave me. Forgiving other people is very essential in our prayer life, so that we don't have a gummed up heart. God's just not interested in us holding things over other people, only he has the right to do that. So let's not blaspheme God by saying, Jesus, your work on the cross wasn't enough, I'm gonna hold this offense against somebody else. No, no, no. When we come before God and we wanna pray, when we wanna confess our own sin, let's go ahead and do the work of being like, you know what, this person hurt me, I forgive them, Jesus. You forgave me, I'm gonna forgive them. So lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This is where you can just say, God, I'm worried about this. I'm afraid of this. I have this problem with this thing. Will you please help me about that today? God is always our helper. He is ready to help. When we yield and surrender to him, there he is ready to help us. The Lord's Prayer is a really great method. C.S. Lewis wrote the Chronicles of Narnia one of his spiritual practices was to pray the Lord's Prayer every single day to do one line at a time and then to just say that first line and then extemporaneously just tell God what the needs of the day were. I want to commend that to you as a spiritual discipline. If you don't know what to pray on any given morning here's what you can do. Just write every line of the Lord's Prayer out with a little space underneath and so write that first line, Our Father who art in heaven, and then just tell Him what you're feeling. After that tell Him what you're feeling on the next line. And go through that and use the Lord's Prayer as a guide to be able to help stir up this, this conversational intimacy with God who is your friend, who cares about you, and who wants to hear about your whole heart and every need that you have.